the ASOS podcast. Yeah. So listen, for the final time, I want to hear, what did everybody have for dinner? I don't want to discuss my food right now. <laughs> <laughs> I had chicken, chicken, broccoli and rice. But it weren't just any chicken, it weren't any rice, it weren't any broccoli. It was special. That's all you need to know. Um, I, I enjoyed the uh, shepherd's pie. Shepherd's pie? That, that sounds good. Homemade. Yeah. I can't stand shepherd's pie, man. How could you not find shepherd's pie? It doesn't make sense I love to me. Shepherd's pie. It doesn't make sense. Hold on, you not you not like mints? Yeah. Do you like potatoes? No. You don't oh. like potatoes. You don't no. even like roast potatoes. I can't stand like potatoes. potatoes. No, no. Are you one of those people who no. likes pasta over potato? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, one of those. I think there's a word for them people. What's it called again? So wait, hold like on. A scientific word. Oh, it's, it's those dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do find it because I've had this discussion with people before like pasta versus potato potato is nasty man it should only be mashed only mashed the thing is I don't like mince and potato together and I don't like potato put in the oven it's put in the oven so it's not it's no longer mashed it's like fluffy it's fluffy roast potatoes. What makes it nice? It's fluffy yeah. and like nah. Yeah. And the only thing that should touch mashed potato is baked beans. Yeah. What? Gravy on mashed potato is the most disgusting thing I've ever <gasps> seen. No way! Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're, you're a weird guy, mate. Oh, he's dropping out the window on this one. He's fully chopping out the window. Listen, listen. My dad used to eat it all the time, and I used to just not eat it. Like chicken and mashed potato, chicken and mashed potato don't go. Only fish fingers and beans. Mashed potatoes is the best. When, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, yeah, if my dad made me food and I refused to eat it, I would have got beaten, you know. And now you're telling me how you're telling me that you just refused to eat it and, and what he did do nothing to you. Well, what do you That's do? With, why you like it? What do you do when you're you taller than your dad? He should have beat you with eating the mashed potato. What do you do when you're taller than your dad and the beatings don't go work? He then offered Wait, me, he offered me five oh, pounds worth of food. Hold on, I, 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 I want to say one He's like, he's, he's your height, bro, he's your height. I want to say so one thing. Like, you told me your dad was five foot ten. When you was, so you, you was shorter five foot ten at the age of six. No, I was at age eleven. Can you guys hear me? Where is this conversation going? I don't yeah, understand. Can you hear you, man? You can hear me. Yeah, let me jump in. I want to jump in. I want to jump in. Wait, so Oli, what do you do for Christmas? Yeah, and Sunday roast dinners. Sunday roast. Sunday roast is the laziest thing on this planet, bruv. Just putting everything in the oven. Oh, there's no soul. There's no There's no creativity. Uh, let me write that for you. Uh, let me write that for you. Let me break it down for you. Sunday first. It's rice and peas, chicken or lamb, leg, and then there's some veg, some homemade gravy, and then for the other people in my house, they might get roast potatoes or mac and cheese or something like that. For the other people in my house. For the other you're, people. You're, yeah. so, There's a little so, carbs on your plate, bro. So then, and then has, what did you say? How's Sunday roast lazy? Because Sunday roast, you're making your roast potatoes from scratch. You're not buying it from a bag. It yeah. four hours, five hours. How's that lazy? You're roasting your, you're roasting your from meat. How do you roast? You stick it in the oven, leave it on, 
and then come oh when you're God. finished. That, that that just shows what? you that that no. shows you why you don't oh, like Chris Patel. You make some potato, bro. Yeah, Dude, not... food is the laziest thing. <gasps> you have to what the hell? Hell? I don't ever want to record this pod with this with this potato hater. Listen, potatoes <laughs> are wild. And then Christmas I don't dinner. Wanna, I don't even want to have a call this pod. Christmas dinner is a massive love. A massive potato hater. It's ridiculous. Who are you? Manny is like speechless. You do something with the potatoes and you, did they disturb you? No, I don't like the texture, I don't like the taste, innit? Uh, I, I reckon you got papped up with a potato gun back in the day, and that's what it is, man. No. No. I left that taste in your lip. People just don't like certain <laughs> things. I, I have very peculiar taste buds. <laughs> you know what? Can I just... I, I didn't want to say this, right, but oh, I have to say it. I have to, yeah. Did you grow up eating Caribbean food? Yeah. That's all I ate. That's all I'm going to say. Where, where are you going with this, then? Where are you yeah, going with this? You have to expand on that. No, you're not going to expand on that. No, no, no. You lot are always saying that, you know, Caribbean food is better than African food. I'm just saying, if Caribbean foods can construct a palate that does not appreciate the humble potato, I don't know. I don't know. No, potato is a lot of the stuff. It's just I get my dad to either take it out of my plate or do the food without it. What the palace did you go up in? This is so what palace? 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 What no, look, yeah, I don't have any children, but if I had a child and ever tried to tell me, yeah. not only that he's not going to eat the potatoes that I prepared for him, but the eye must take the potatoes off his plate. I feel like this is the most controversial discussion we've ever no, had. Don't, no, even, is, don't even piss me off. That. Don't piss me off. <laughs> you don't forget the music. Yeah. <laughs> forget the music. By the way, can I just say, I grew up on Caribbean food as well, and it was a reach. I love Caribbean. Oh my God. I this don't understand. This is an anomaly. This is an anomaly. No, yeah, I do get that in my family. Anybody hates potatoes with a passion, but it is what it is. Next time I come to your house, yeah, I'm coming through with the biggest jumbo sack of potatoes. I'm leaving them in your fucking kitchen. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad will be happy. Dad will be happy. You should all get him potatoes for Christmas, like different types. Yeah. I'll bring jacket potatoes. All up in your bed, bro. Potatoes in your bed, like. Probably with the soil still on it, yeah, the skin and the soil still on the potatoes in your bed phone. Look at this so, thing, is, you knew this, Matt. You know that, like, potatoes. <laughs> you know <laughs> I don't even know why you're no, Listen, <laughs> potatoes are <laughs> so thick, right, that you can actually power a light bulb with a potato. And yet you want to stick that in your body. You want to stick that in your body. All right, all right, all right, all We appreciate your potato-powered <laughs> light bulb. <laughs> Yo, de- Oli, this ain't right. This ain't right. Dude, I don't, I don't, I don't know you... if I can, I can look at you the same after you. <laughs> but why would you mince? Why, why would you mash potato? <laughs> why would you mash potato and then stick it in the oven on top of mince? It doesn't make sense. It does. It doesn't make sense, bro. It's a complete. No, it's a you you yeah. eat spaghetti though, right? 
Eat spaghetti. You just pour the spaghetti in the hot water and you do it for 10 minutes and that's it done. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. No, <laughs> spaghetti's, spaghetti's different though, isn't it? Because obviously you've got to make the sauce, you've got to... There's a lot of layers that go in. You have to nurture that potato for however many months to get to that plate. You have to nurture that potato. It's a carbohydrate with proteins. And spaghetti also is a carbohydrate with proteins. Both are very similar in its in its core elements. Like yeah. it's the same. Yeah. Professor Manuel right now. You know what I mean? Other, Ollie, you need to what do you, what so many questions. When you go to like a burger shop, what do you have? Um, I get burger and size salad, huh? He, he asks for the fries about it. <laughs> okay, okay. So when you go Italian, no, actually Italian is a bit. Italian, I get the or well, pasta. Okay, makes sense. Where would you actually have to have? Food? Have you ever been Ireland before? be like them man be like. We had a potato famine, you know, and you're gonna come in and disrespect our Irish. Do you know what? I was gonna comment on that earlier because I think it shows how important it is to food generally. Like we actually eat a lot of potato in this world. I think that's why it's so crazy to us. Only like we, we. I understood that reference, but no, potatoes are viral, man. But obviously, I'm an exception to the rule. I can I can appreciate that, but. Just know I, I have finely tuned taste buds, and I don't accept. All right, cool. And on that, and on that bombshell, on that bombshell, guys, this is called the Air Sauce Podcast. Nah, it's Table Sauce Podcast today. Table Sauce. Table Sauce. So let's 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 move forward. Um, you know what? I've actually forgotten the list of of projects that we're covering today. So who wants to help me out with that? Did you say you forgot? I did say that. Yeah, right, cool. I'm surprised. I forgot. You forget that I said that. We have Jammer. We have Jammer. Do you want to start with Jammer? Jammer, BBK. Let's, Let's go. Do it. All right, cool. I'll start, I'll start off with Jammer. And the name of said project is Natural Selection. Natural Selection. Um, so I don't really like Jammer's music. Well, from what I've heard before in the past, um, I'm not... Every really... single time, Oli does it with you. So, <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. I know. I know. Oh, look, yeah, Oliver Keith, yeah, Chief Keith. <laughs> I don't like. Yeah. That's all I hear from no, you. No, this is the only time you're going to hear it today, yeah? Generally speaking, I don't like Jammer's tracks in terms of, like, a single track. If he features, I, I, I can rock with it sometimes. So when I saw that he had an album that just come out, I didn't think he had it in his locker to produce an album that was A, captivating, B, with substance, and C, that has some form of longevity. Like, it's, it's um, 13 tracks long. It has to be good enough to keep my attention, right? So I was feeling it up until track five, where my text comes on. And it just nosedived until about track 10. And the issue I had with this album is there was a lot of, like, what-the-fuck moments. Like, there were a few tracks where I just I just couldn't get on board. I let it to my son. That's a 12-track um, 
This is the second to last one. And it was starting off good until the last 40 seconds. The beat went like techno, sort of. And he was repeating the same thing over and over again. And it was doing my head in. And there was like a few songs where I was just like, I just I just can't do this. I can't listen to this anymore. I think the worst one was Believe. Like, it was just a mess. An absolute mess. So, anyway, to sum it up, the first four tracks are good. And the last four tracks are okay. Um, the rest of it is trash. So, it's a bit of a mixed bag for me. Um, my favourite track, though, was Heritage. I thought that was good. That was really good. Um, Built This City was good as well. But, yeah, my favourite track was Heritage. Really don't like it. Mr. I feel like um, I feel like going to be like a massive grind tour or something next year, featuring Jamma, Footsy, DWE. Like, just gonna they're just gonna go around touring the world for the next two years of the albums that they've released. Um, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I would go to that as long as he cuts out some of those tracks. Like yeah, seven no, tracks were good. Yeah, I agree. But I think like just the amount of releases like from like that camp in such a short space of time just kind of feels like it's building up to something. Maybe they're gonna be supporting Dizzy, I don't know. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um anyway. What well, did I think of natural Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, what did I think okay. of natural selection? I thought it was a decent project, like I don't think it was bad. I don't think it was like mind blowing either. He's a grime purist. Um, Jam has never been like front and center for me. Uh, he's always been around, if that makes sense. That kind of MC. But he, if it wasn't for Jammer, there would be no grime or like major hip hop scene in the UK like we have now. Because uh, it all started from his mum's basement, to be fair. So, yeah. Uh, my first standout track is Built This City, where we had a special a special guest feature from Wiley. Someone found him. He smashed it, to be fair. Yeah, he did good. He did really good. Yeah, cool. That's me. Who's next? I have a question. So this is a bit off topic, but I will come back. I will come back, I promise. Um, Where are you going? No, hold on, hold on. Oli, can I ask you one question, right? Yeah. You know when you eat Italian food? Yeah. Okay, what's the potatoes? <laughs> Just an okay. one question. I'm waiting to ask this question. Okay, okay, okay. When you eat Italian food, have you ever eaten gnocchi? Yeah, yeah. I like gnocchi. I know gnocchi oh, potato. I know it's potato. potato. Oh, I'm a bit of an oxymoron. I know it's potato, but the texture is not like it's potato and flour, right? It's, it's basically pasta. It tastes like pasta, just a bit you know mushier. What? If you like gnocchi, you'll like fufu. Ah, uh, okay. That's all I wanted to say as well. All right, I'll try that. But yeah, that was my question. You answered it. Thank you so much. <laughs> In other news, right? So I just did some metal selection. I really enjoyed that. I wanted to do my review too. Yeah, no, but you you had your opportunity. You decided to put up potato cake further. <laughs> so anyway, you squandered it. 
Do you know what? It's, it's all right. I had nothing to say. It was trash. I did like it. God. I, I knew it was coming anyway. Like, what was it called? What was it? Anti FPS back again, isn't it? Anyway, yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. I feel like Manny said that Jaima is like a grind purist, and I, I believe in that. And I also believe he's someone that tries to be where possible. He has to be like a gatekeeper to the to the form to the genre. And I feel like in general we don't have enough of those sort of people in hip hop in in overall. Like you always have these artists that come in and that almost abuse the sound. And no one holds him to account. So that's something that Jammer makes make sure he does in terms of grime. Obviously, he's he's had a long history of doing the um, Lord of the Mics DVD releases, and he's had some epic clashes on there. And that's how grime really started off back in the day with the clashes of MCs, like on the pirate radio stations. So um, it's great to see that he's come out of his, with this project. And to be honest with you, I didn't expect it to be. I didn't expect it to be as varied as it is. It has, it has a couple of different sounds on there. It's not pure grime from beginning to end. I really did enjoy the grime tracks, and they did seem to be like more... They had that proper old-school feel to it. And even in some of the videos, it kind of had more of an old-school feel. And I don't know how much that's got to do with the COVID situation, whereby, obviously, people can't record their music videos as they would have, like, you know, in a club, maybe. If they had the opportunity to do that, that's no longer an option. But um, no, I did, I did enjoy the sound. My favorite song was Heritage. That song had a proper good deep meaning to it. And um, again, that's not something I'd necessarily expect to on Jammer, but it was, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, it was, like I said, a very solid project. And yeah, it was well done to him. Wait, 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 Matt. So, so after Heritage, do you not feel like the album took a sudden drop? Um, I feel like Heritage took the album to like a, 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 the pinnacle, if you like. Yeah. So it was a drop, but I don't think it was like completely trash after that. No. So you, do you not feel like the middle section in this, like if you isolate the middle section, it's poor? Yeah, I, I just felt like it was like, it was neither here nor there. I don't think it was poor. I don't think it was, I don't think it was particularly poor. I don't think it was particularly great. It just mm. meh. Mm, so for me, because I feel like the first four tracks up to Heritage were so strong that the ones that followed up until when Jamie yeah, came I can back understand, in. I can understand that, right? That, that, that in comparison, they are poorer. But well, I don't think they were just like shit tracks. No, I don't think that. Mm, okay. Okay, cool. Afia? Um, I agree with everything Matt said. I agree with Matt and I agree with Ollie. I think you both have very important and solid points and um yeah okay thanks for that input <laughs> no real talk real talk real talk real talk i feel the antiest real talk though no i actually did agree with you matt because i did think it was very as soon as it started i got that old school vibe like it hit me very hard and i appreciated it i thought to myself it actually took me back to when i was younger and i was clubbing you know, going out listening to things yeah. like um, Pow. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah, he was, and he was himself. Get crazy on the dance floor. It made me feel a little bit like that, nostalgic like that. So I appreciate that a lot. But it wasn't really my cup of tea overall. Um, Heritage was also a good tune, I agree. Um, overall, I did not like the project. It just was not for me. 
but it did have a nostalgic feel that I appreciated overall. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So let's jump out with your scores then, shall we? Um, Oli, you did your um, review first. So what was your score? So this, I, I don't know where to score this one because I feel like if the pace kept up, it would have been an easy four. Um, but I, I just couldn't get along with the middle section. It was so poor. And letter to my son, that last 40 seconds really put it down on the album. So I'm flipping and flopping between a two and a three. I don't know. I don't know. So get some firmness in there, mate. All this flip flop stuff. Yeah, yeah right. Mm-hmm. Gonna, what is it? Two or three? It's it's good. It's not a bad effort. It's good, but it could have been better. It's 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 so a, it's, a, it's scraping a three. Rain? It's scraping a three. Okay, Manny, what is your score? It's a three for me. It didn't set me alight, but it wasn't really bad. It was just a really good effort. Yeah, same here. I think it's a three. I don't think it was an amazing project. And sure, if those if after Heritage that kept up that same sort of level. It would have been a strong three. I don't think at any point I thought to myself, wow, this is going to go 4 4. That never really crossed my mind. But um, yeah, it's just a very average three for me. And that is good. That's a good um, score. Um, Afia, come on, you've got to count the one, aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm going to give it a two, I suppose. What? Oh my God, yeah. you've been so gracious. Yeah, I am. I'm in Linux <laughs> and nostalgia, it made me feel. Otherwise, no. Nah. Um, so yeah, I'll give it a two, but it's 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 uh, a mid two. Cool. All right, so that's still going to average up to being a three years. And what yeah. the standout song was um, Heritage, right? Yeah, that's my standout song. Cool. Yeah. And mm. what, what was your plan? Oh, different, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was the Build This City one. Afia? Mine was Heritage as well. Okay, so we've got we've got the score, we've got the standout song. That's... Yeah, so we just wrapped up that drama review. Yeah. I'm actually happy you got the three because I believe you deserved that. Even so, we've got this negative Nelly in our in our midst. But um, yeah, okay, so who's next, Jack Harlow? Yeah, let's do Jack Harlow. Yeah. All right, cool. Go for it, man. Cool. So um, Jack Harlow came out with his debut album. Um, I'm guessing everyone's had a chance to listen to it. It's called That's What They All Say. Um, The Kentucky native um, shows his versatility on this album. He has songs where he's singing, um, songs where he's just obviously showing his uh, lyrical flow, versatility. Um, He's got heavy features on this um, album. Uh, what more can I say? Uh, the beat selection was great as well. I, I really enjoyed it. And surprising, it surprised me because I'm not going to lie, I thought, I thought it wouldn't. I thought it'd be like, what is this shit? But when the beats were, I was like, yeah, you see that meme where Jay-Z is just like bopping his head like, and it kind of kind of like that for me. And he found Bryson Tiller as well. And this kid's talented, man. Like, 
and I don't think that can be really denied, to be honest. Uh, he shows... Mm, like, um, there's um, a lot to say about that. Okay, cool. We'll do... I'll hear from you when it's your turn. Yeah. I feel like I feel like he is talented anyway, in my, my respect. Um, can, you, can you elaborate on that? What, what do you think his talent is? I think his main talent comes from, like, his cool, calm, quirky flow. Like, that's where his strength flies. I think he knows how to pick a good beat, or he knows how to choose the right beats of this age. Time will tell whether or not he can evolve his sound. But as of now, like, I think he, I think he will have longevity, if I'm being honest. Um, unlike other artists of his ilk. I don't want to say, like, other white rappers, because that sounds very racist, but, like, that's... Just... You're talking about, like, people like Asheroff and stuff like that. Yeah, like, people like Asheroff, people like G-Eazy... Like, I would rather listen... I feel like listening to him, I'd, I'd feel better listening to him than, like, a G-Z, if that makes sense. Because I feel like he is a rap purist. I've watched a couple of interviews with him as well. Um, he was introduced to rap via his mum, which is quite interesting. Um, so, yeah. And his, since he was a kid, his dream was to be a rapper, so... It's not an overnight success thing. Kind of feels like he's been working towards this for a while. And yeah, um, what can I say? What was my favorite standout track? I would say Love Is Dro and Tyler Hero. And what's popping, probably. So I'll say Love Is Dro with uh, Static Major and Bryson Tiller. Mm, can I go next? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I kind of echo what you say here, Manny. Um, I enjoyed the album, and I did feel like there was a bit of talent. I feel like he's still trying to find his footing, so I feel like he took a lot of inspiration from other artists, which is cool when he's early in his career. Um, but he hasn't really developed his own sound. In terms of actually delivering the project, I think he's kind of getting that well so far. So it's a good project. The delivery is good. Content's okay for quite a few tracks. Um, his flow is really good, and he, he does have varying styles, like you said. So I was quite pleased with that. It wasn't too hard to listen. Um, I did start to get bored around about half an hour in. Um but it it was a really it was a really good album. Um, I enjoyed it. Kind of just echoing what you say. Um, my favorite track was "Keep It Light," but I also loved "Baxter Avenue." I thought that was a really introspective track. Um, it was it was it was a good effort. Ali, what, what um, did you what did you like about the song about "Keep It Light"? That song, what was it that you? Dude, you know exactly what I'm going to say. No, it's Harry Ford. It's interesting. No, because like, this is going to go back to what I do my view about what I'm going to say here about yeah, go. Harry Ford doesn't miss. That beat never miss it. was phenomenal. That I, I think that's probably the best Harry Ford beat I've heard in a while. And he delivered a smooth... His delivery was smooth. 
Mm-hmm. It was just easy to follow lyrics, good delivery, and the beat. When it all just came together, it was just... It's what I imagine Manny feels when he has Shepherd's Pie. Like, yeah, it, just, it just went together well. It, it, was a, it was a really, really good, really good track. And I, I think I've played it like three times. Like, the beat kind of steals the show, but his smooth delivery, like, adds adds to that. Oh, that's what I'm looking for. I don't know. There's, just, there's something about that track. It just felt special. And... Um, Whenever I hear it makes a beat, it just sounds opulent. It always sounds special. It always just sounds in excess or whatever, decadent. So I get what you're saying. Anyway. Yeah, and it, you, you need someone who can deliver like those suave, that suave flow. So normally that comes in the form of Action Bronson, who... I'm not going to get into that, but Action Bronson currently does really well on Harry Ford Beats. Even Wiz, I've heard him a couple of times on Harry Ford Beats. He does well. Um, but I was I was surprised to see him do so well on it and just kind of make it his own. It was it was really good. There's literally nothing negative, like I say, about that track. It was it was a turning point of the album for me. I mean, it came off a good string of tracks anyway. The one with Big Sean was good. The one with Chris Brown was good. Um... But yeah, that was my favourite track. And then closely behind that was Baxter Avenue. Because I felt that was the track with the most amount of depth. And it gave an insight into his life, which I quite appreciated. Hmm. Interesting. Afia? (laughs) Well, um, I don't really have anything to say. I didn't enjoy it. If that means I'm being anti-Afia, I don't care. I literally switched off about halfway through. It was like white noise to me. He sounded like he hasn't figured out what he wants to sound like, what he wants his flow to be like. He hasn't got a signature style. He hasn't got anything. I just chuckled. And he sounded sounded a bit like uh, Drake a lot of the time as well. Like he was trying to mimic Drake to me. I don't know. He just sounded so manufactured. I I couldn't get into any of it. Yeah, so basically, overall, I found the project kind of forced. Very, very forced. I did not enjoy it, really. Manufactured. I feel like they're just trying to get someone and make him sound like Drake. I wasn't impressed. But then I don't know much about his previous stuff, so... But that's pretty much it. Those are my thoughts. So... Like, for me, I have to say that I'm somewhat in agreement with you there, Afia. Like, I don't know how... Okay, so this this conversation has come up a few times about me saying that people from a certain faction of society find it easier to break through in the music industry. And I've, I've brought up Jack Harlow's name before with, with, in relation to this, right? Now... So for my review of the album, I think the album was good. I think that the beats were good. I think his raps were kind of basic, but the flow was good and the songs were enjoyable with him rapping on them. Can I? Cause I I'm, I'm really sorry. Can I stop you there? Go on. His raps were less than basic. basic. They, were so, they were okay. They were super basic, but the flow was. They good. were amateur. Rap, 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 I was like, this is so amateur. How rap. is this being released as an album? I was so. Can I just? Can I just? Literally, I was. Oh. <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry. Go on. I just had to say rap, that. I, I can. I, I can appreciate that rap isn't just about having complicated rhyme schemes 
or painting like vivid pictures of metaphors and similes. I can understand that, right? And so he's not doing any of those things. He's just doing basic raps, but the flow was kind of jiggy and I could feel it. I could understand that in the right setting. I'd enjoy like a lot, a lot of the songs on there. You know who he is? But, he is the girl version, no, he is the boy version rather of that girl. Um, oh, that- no, 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 this you, girl, you Danielle, Bregoli. Danielle Bregoli, bad baby, bad baby, the Dr. Phil chick. You guys are being oh, way, bad Bobby. you guys That's are it. being way too harsh. That's he's, it. He's no, way, because you know what? She has a team of really good writers and she has a machine behind her that churns out music that I listen to. It's so I manufactured. I, I like love it. I feel, as I was saying, yeah, as I was saying, I said that these artists, they get a lot more support with their albums than some other people would. So when I look at, when I looked at Jack Harlow, I was like, how is he getting the features that he's getting? Because it made no sense to me. This guy's come out of nowhere. And he had that track with um, the baby, Lil Wayne and Tory Lanez. Like, how do you come out of nowhere and get through the biggest stars? It, on it, your, was, it was a, tri- it was a TikTok your... track. And then they want to jump on it for the money. Mm, it's a bit more complicated than that. Because then I looked at who he's signed to. And he's signed to Don Cannon and DJ Drama. And they're two of the, probably the most respected, two of some of the most respected people in hip hop. Their network is crazy. They can pretty much get anybody on a project that they want to do. Like how many how many mixtapes has DJ Drama hosted for artists over the years? Gangsta Grills. Exactly. So like, if he asks someone like Lil Wayne to jump on a song, he's gonna be like, yeah, no problem. He's gonna do it. Then I looked at the, like so he's got he's got Lil Baby on there. He's got Big Sean, Chris Brown. Adam Levine. Adam Levine's a superstar. Do you know what? That explains that because I was wondering the whole time, like, how is this happening when this kid just does not have the talent? I was just, why are they doing this? I think he hasn't got the money in the bank. He hasn't got the pool. How is he getting these people? But he's got these people behind him that that allow this to happen, that that make it happen for him. He has Bryson Tiller on there and he's got a static major as well. So these are the big ones. But then when you look at now the producers on there, he has um, Hit Boy. He has got Boy Wonder. Sunny Digital. He's got DJ Dai. He's got um, Harry Ford on there. He has. Is it Night Thunder or Boy Wonder he's got on there? I don't know. Night Thunder, I think. Boy. I don't see Boy Wonder or. I think it might be Night Thunder. Can, can I ask, Holly, did you say he comes from TikTok? No, I'm saying one of his songs was like a TikTok sensation, right? I think what's popping. So okay. I believe that's why they jumped on for the remix. So he's been coasting on that, is what he's you're saying? Got, got Storch on there. Yeah. He has got Boy Wonder on there as well, Oli. Yeah. So my point is that how how do you fail? How, you know what? How, it's like the whole. I get what you're saying, but it's just I don't. There's no longevity to it. Do you know what I'm saying? But it doesn't. I don't know if that matters here because if the if like the guys at the top, if they're eating enough, they don't need this guy to have a long career. If he has a long career, that's to their benefit. That's a bonus. No, but I, I really think you guys are bugging because Fifty Cent had the same sort of backing, right? Sure, he did. He had huge. You know he had huge features 50, on his first album. Fifty Cent had his mixtape was crazy. People wanted to sign Fifty Cent. Mm. Fifty Cent didn't get signed mm. because he was so hot in the streets. People were scared that, that if they were around him, they were going to get shot. 
That's why 50 Cent never got, never got signed. There's stories about how 50 Cent was, was writing for Diddy. Yeah. And, and he had the gun out in the studio and Diddy said he has to get out of the studio because he can't be around him. This is obviously after Diddy had the whole court case over the gun charges with, um, with Shine. And J Lo not. No, I I get all that, but I'm saying it's the same. We can't compare it the same. No, it's not the same because Fifty Cent had that street heat, and that's why the whole thing with record of Dre and Eminem was that he'd be leaving New York, he'd be out in LA, so the issues he had in New York would be irrelevant. You know the thing. The thing that this is the vibe I got from the Jack Harlow project in general, right? So as he was going, he was talking about women and you know the general. It was just so women women partying and drugs, right? What it was. Pardon. Women partying and drugs. Yeah, that was literally it. Every track. That, so it was so boring for me. It was so boring. And on top of that, the whole time I was listening to this guy, he sounded like a kid talking about things he does not actually understand. But then he's only 22. And he's only 22. So yeah, and it really came across. It came across. There was no... Yeah, but I'm not it was so inauthentic to me. I feel it like no. Hold on. You know when, like you know, in obviously storytelling is so important in rap, and it just yeah. was not. He was not cementing the picture for me. But it was the whole time he was saying it. It was like in my head, I'm going, "No, you didn't. No, that didn't." Really no, happen. but I, I think you need to listen no, to no, Bats that Avenue again. It's like you're telling stories to your other fifteen-year-old friends. You know when all the fifteen-year-old boys get together and they hype about the same thing. That's what he's doing, though. If that's what he's doing, that's perfectly fine. I don't have a problem with that, yeah, because that's just his audience. That's fine. I don't. I'm not expecting to make complete music for people that are in their thirties. And like I said, I actually enjoyed the general sound of the album. I don't think he's even making music for people in their mid-twenties, though. No, but he really is. Like, there's a few tracks where. I think if you listen again, you'll view it different. So Baxter Avenue is one of the ones that, like, literally your criticisms are literally answered in that track. Mm. And then some of the tracks we're talking about party, and he's like, oh, I'll walk up with my gang. But it's not what you think. It's five white guys. Okay. So, All right, do you know what? Baxter Avenue, I didn't actually get to because I switched off before then. This is so, I'll listen to it, but I have to say, overall, I just do, I don't understand how some people get to the point they're at and then you've got other people who are that, so that incredibly point, talented yeah. trying to come up that in this industry point. like it frustrated me listening signed? to this album how did he get signed i don't understand what where, where is the special talent that has yeah. this guy signed it was and, and and given the resources he's been given yeah. so when i say that the music industry allows people from certain backgrounds to prosper in, a, in an easier fashion this is what i'm talking about Someone, oh, like, no, someone, like, someone, like, someone like Lil Nas X never had this backing from day dot because he had to make Old Town Road and that had to go however many times platinum before he got signed. This guy got he, signed. He made, he made this one guy track. This guy's done like three mixed this guy, Yeah, but they didn't bang. They didn't bang. But he was yeah, performing. He was performing, yeah. he was performing in like loads of venues as, as a warm up act. That's great. But and, and he was performing banged, South by Southwest. Like big festival. Who is his audience? Like, who? This guy I don't know his audience is, but I don't think that point is valid. In the game. You've got the biggest artist in the game when his debut album, just like that. Like, it's, it's okay, okay, okay. That's fair. I just Nick and Jay. I have to Nick and Jay. Hold on. I thought it was a good album. That's the main thing, though. I thought it was a good album. No, but no, but look at Jake. Yeah. Look at Jake. He had a couple of um. He had a couple no, of. We've got to talk um, about Jake's mixtape phone. We've got to talk about comeback season. Yeah, we've got to talk about that. About how great that was. Yeah, comeback season. <laughs> comeback season wasn't wasn't a big hit until um. Mate. 
What was it? Drake's what was Drake, that big thing? Drake's bars were building a long time before the satellite. Not a long time before Lil Wayne signed him, but it was there before Lil Wayne signed him. That's why Lil Wayne. They were basic bars, and there were songs where he was like ripping people off, right? Um, that weren't known. But that's Mate, the thing. There this was is the, the thing. Whole, like, the whole I, I argument. Feel like, I, I feel like you guys are giving this kid too much credit because of the machine behind him adding so much glass. If you strip all of that away, there is nowhere near enough talent to justify where he's at in his career. I'm really shocked by it. I really am. I have to be completely mm. be honest. So, so this is the kind of thing that I get. Like, you can look at it this way. He's dropped a couple of mixtapes and he's been performing at shows and festivals, yeah? Drake dropped a couple of mixtapes that weren't really big. Okay, but... And then he got signed... Wait, 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 wait. Let me finish, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish. He was an actor. Exactly. No, but he was... No, he wasn't... He's an entertainer. You're not even letting me finish. You're not even letting me finish. So, so he... No, but he got signed and he got so far gone and he got a massive backing off that. It's the exact same thing. You have big artists like so far gone with uh, mental. That's you know what I think? But it, I think but it was backed comes... by it was backed by um young money. Do you think this well, kid has whatever. more talent? Was so far gone? Was it even released on Young Money? So I don't no, know. I, I'm, it was, just, it was re-released Ollie, Cash Money. So Ollie, do you think this kid has raw talent to develop his sounds and become bigger? No, I, I think he's like a good low quality rapper. Like you know, you have low quality rappers like Future. Yeah, you just make low quality oh, music that bangs. You can't just call. That's what I think he he, he does. Low quality rap in the same bag. A whole like he has like a whole vibe that he comes with, and the thing in the future it's, as well. It's, 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 it's a vibe movie? that's. Been... Let me finish up, please. In the future, it's not even just his rapping ability. It's the fact that he just came through with some of the best producers Atlanta's ever seen. That's the key. And how did he get them? How did you get them? How did you get them? They were no. Who was Metro? Who was the Metro before Future came through? Matt, can I just get your opinion? Do you think this kid has raw talent? Drake came through one of the best producers in the game right now. I'm gonna. I want to say my piece as well. I'm just. I just want to focus really on this kid's raw talent. That's all I want to talk about. I don't see any crazy talent there. But I don't see any crazy talent out there right now. That's what I'm saying. Okay, because I. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Alright, you know what, yeah, Manny, I was gonna say thank you, but I'm gonna let you finish this. Say what you're saying, say what you're saying. So for me, like uh, he's uh, sorry, looking at his like uh, biography or his wiki page, it looks to me as though he has been honing his craft for a, a minute. At least he signed with Generation now in twenty eighteen, but Prior to his signing, he was releasing mixtapes and building a fan base. So it's not an overnight success for me, and I kind of feel like um, I kind of feel like there are there are imperfections to his piece of work to this to this album, but it's a good place to develop from. Um, as you've mentioned, he's in the, he's got the right team around him, especially looking at the production value of this album. Um, he's got uh, he's a good rapper like, I'm not saying that he's amazing I'm, but he's got decent flow uh, his lyrics are okay like then I don't think they're as bad as they're being made out to be but like he's got a good place to start from that's what okay. I'm saying so I hope you're saying many and I understand he's not someone that just like 
got plucked out of a, a line in a in a in a queue. He get plucked out of a queue and decided they're gonna make him a, a star. But he, you're right. He did make a bunch of different releases, but none of them went anywhere. Yeah, according to who? One, two, three, four, five, six. According to Wikipedia, six mixtapes, right? And not one of them charted. Yeah, but that um, is yeah, a... one to the play. What you're saying? Two to the plays. And the, the one they did chart, that was Sweet Action, that charted this year. That's why he was signed to Generation Now. Okay. And how did Drake's, uh, how did Drake's second, mixtape one, chart and stuff? He has two charted mixtapes before he got signed. And how did they chart, I'm saying? Okay, let's have a look, shall we? Wait, wait, hold on. Before we even go to look at Drake, what, why are we even, like, equivalent so, Drake saying, to... So you say that this guy was, was releasing projects, right? But, mate, I could release the projects right now as well. Doesn't mean I should be signed. You're saying that because anybody that's been releasing projects for like two or more projects doesn't mean they should be signed. I don't understand. No, but the well, people have seen something kill him. If he's if he's yeah. if his projects are good enough to be at festivals and for him to be a warm up act for big artists, like I, I don't see why these people like, wouldn't want to sign it. I feel like this has got to do with your network at times because I I know <clears throat> from the people from people that I know that sometimes to get onto a festival billing. It's not to say it's easy, but you, to get on as a low um, low ranking artist that maybe not maybe get a fee, it's going to be to get exposure. That might be easier than you believe it is. And also, what was the other thing you said? To be opening up for acts, you open up normally as a, as a local act of artist. So, for example, Jay Prince opened up for Chance of a few years ago. That's before Jay Prince was even really got, got off the um, you know got off the floor with with his with his work. And now he's obviously doing a lot better, but back then he wasn't really saying much. So I'm not going to say that as some sort of massive um, undertaking. It's not like he's gone on the world tour of it or not. That's a completely different thing altogether. No, but I'm saying all of this attributes to him getting exposure, which could lead to him getting signing. I don't think it's a boosting based on his colour. Okay, I don't, so anyway, I don't think an argument. Jake had the mixtape so far gone that came out before he got signed, and that charted in the US and it charted in Canada. Don't don't you see the similarities, like between Drake and Jay Takada? Yeah, okay. So let me explain. They both had good teams around them. Jake, uh, sorry, Jake. Plenty of artists had good teams behind them. Yeah, but Eminem had Dr. Dre. That's why Eminem is who he is, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, but my point is, is that Eminem before he came out um, with his with with you know Eminem is a bad example. The reason why I say Eminem's bad example is because back then it was very difficult to have any success about a record label, and nowadays this, you can get your stuff out on SoundCloud, you can get out on Instagram, on TikTok, or whatever you want to do. You can. It's easier to wait, create wait. a fanfare from the from that. Wait, can I say one thing, please? Can I say one thing? Um, so those charted um, stuff for so far gone, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where did it chart? Did it chart like top five? No. Why would it chart top five? I was just curious. I, I don't expect. I'm not saying that everyone needs to be doing what Lil Nas did. You know, I'm not saying everyone needs to go and sell a million, but I'm saying that I would expect some sort of commercial success before you get signed. Because okay, I feel cool. like there's so many other more talented artists that don't get signed and they've probably seen more success than Jack Harlow. That's my point I'm saying. Mm, okay. Um, so then... Fair enough, I guess. 
No, I don't. Look, at the end of the day, you can't fault him for him getting lucky in his opportunity. I'm, I'm, so. I'm not faulting him or my fault my system. Maybe, I don't know, because you haven't made that clear, but from uh, what I, I'm I hearing... I podcast now that I said that people from certain backgrounds find it easier to get through. That's what I said. I, I don't, I, I don't I, think Jack Harlow is, is representative. He's one of those people, yeah. See, no, I don't no, think so. There's no incredible talent here. There's no success before he got but, signed. But I'm saying, you can, you can draw a parallel to Jake. Jake had no chart in mixtapes before he got, before so he got exposure. It so charted, far, it, only sold, it only sold 7,000 units, and when That's it got released... That's more than Jack did, bro. More than Jack did? That's more than Jack did. No, wait, yes. hold on, 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 hold on. Did Drake release so far gone independently or under Young Money? Under Young Money? That was released okay. independently as a mixtape first. It got re-released um, under Young Money many years later. Okay, so it got released under Young Money, right? No, it didn't. Um, it got released under October Joe Young. Drake signed his label since day dot. Right. So at that point, was and, he signed? And, so and you're, wait, wait, you're wait, saying he wasn't signed? Who distributed that? Was it one of was, was it was one not distributed by anyone? Because it was a free mixtape. Mm-hmm. F-R-E-E. Matt, mm. I just need to. I don't. I think. I, I, to be honest, I don't... Yeah, we're I, not going to compare Jack Harlow to Jake, because Jake had the clubs bouncing, bro. And yes, absolutely, he definitely fed off the, um, off that little rain buzz that he had at the time. But it was nowhere near... That you, you're never going to tell me that, that, that Jack is the same as Jake, right? No way. No, I'm not... I'm saying you can draw parallels. I'm not saying it's the same, but I'm saying you can draw parallels. And I don't think your argument where people of a certain colour get boosting is applicable for Jack Harlow, given okay. that he's put in, the, put in the shift, he's done a lot of stuff, self, like independent, self-releasing stuff, and he released a couple of mixtapes under Atlantic, yeah? Like, he's had exposure, so him getting signed to DJ Drama, I, I don't, huh? He released one EP under Atlantic, and then... I said, I said he released two mixtapes under Atlantic. Lucy Confetti... Yeah, loose and confetti. Confetti as well. Okay, cool. So, so he's released stuff under Atlantic, and he had a number two single. I guess as that that was like once he had been signed, but he has a little buzz. It's fair to say he has a little buzz. So him getting signed isn't something necessarily due to. Okay. Isn't something necessarily due to his race. I've just had uh, wait, I've just I've just had a look at so far gone. When you're looking at so far gone. You can see that at this point in Jake's career, he has his relationship with Little Wayne, which leveraged his path to success. So equally, Jack Harlow is following a similar blueprint. He's got exactly people around him that will help <laughs> propel him. And it's not a situation... It's not mental. It's it's similar. That's, that's why you have, like... Artist development you know in what, record right? labels. You know if you if you want to say this, then let's go about the comeback season. Yeah, yeah. Lil Wayne's on comeback season. Yeah. Where, where, where? <laughs> you got Trey songs on there as well, obviously, but then people and friends for. But but how uh, how is he getting this? How is how is he Drake, getting these features? Drake had a buzz in Toronto. That's no. what you need to understand. Uh, Drake you're not, was you're that not guy. It. In Canada, he was that guy. That's what I'm saying to you. He wasn't Drake. wasn't just 
a rapper that was rapping for nothing, he already had a bit of stardom from being on the grassy. That's my point of making to you. He already had exposure. Look, at the end of the so look, what you're saying, what we're saying are the same things. Like Drake didn't just come out of the blue and just are you saying Drake just came out of the blue? Like and Lev wait, hold on. Are you saying Drake just came out of the blue and like just propelled his way through the music industry? Even looking at Drake's first ever mixtape, right? He had Boy Wonder production on it. Boy Wonder's in one, two. But that was on a that was under a label. That wasn't independent. That was under a label, right? I never said it was I never said it was independent. It was under all things fresh. I don't even know what that what that is to be honest. Me neither. Me neither. Look, he's uh, Drake's. Uh, Drake's leverage. Uh, Drake's leverage is related to OVO. 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 So it's probably his own label again. So there you go. The guy had a network from when he was first coming through. Yeah, the same as Jack Harlow. It's not the same. It is the same. It's not the same, bro. It's not oh the same. Oh my god! Why is it not the same? You say the same thing as me. Why not the same? The guy from when he was from Day Dot, yeah, Drake had this network that he formed himself. Did, did Lil Wayne know Drake from from, from his first mixtape to tell him to get Boy Wonder on his project? That's a question me and you can't answer. I don't know. I, I Lil can't Wayne answer. Person. knows when Drake and Lil Wayne got in touch. When did they get in he's, touch? He's spoken about this many times. He's spoken about how when he got the call from Lil Wayne to go and record down stuff. Drake got so many songs, but he's talking about how he how he made the network because his dad been living in one of the southern states in America, so he was going and doing shows. So, given here, what's the timeline then? When did Drake link up with? Do you think that I've got a time on a Drake stored in my head? I'm not a sick okay. fan. I don't know let's, let's come back to it because at the end of the day, you're, you, haven't, you, haven't, you haven't convinced me anything otherwise. Like, at the end of the day, artists need people around them to help propel they them do. to success. They do, absolutely. And I, and I think the best music comes out when you have artists collaborating with each other. I believe that. But I do think to myself that normally these collaborations will come around in an organic fashion. And I find it hard to believe that this is an organic one. But who knows? Maybe it is. Maybe they all like, I jacked that guy and it was going to work with him. Who knows? Or maybe they just respect DJ Drama and Don, Don Cannon. That's what it is. That's what I'm saying to you. Yeah, but that's but it. But then it doesn't prove a boosting because he's white. The DJ Drama hasn't come to him because, oh, you're oh, white. Let me... Why has he not signed some other rappers then? Maybe he hasn't. They haven't blown. Let me have a look at generation now. Lil Jack, they've got Lil Uzi Vert on the on the record label. Yeah, well, Uzi want to leave. Mate, they're not letting him go. That's the who let Lil Uzi go. So they've got Lil Uzi Vert on the right, record. Anyway, right? let's, let's, let's move on to the next one, okay? Let's move on to the next one. What's the scores, please? What are your scores? Um, I'll go first. I would say it's a good debut, strong flaw. What? What? Yeah. I said it with my You chest. are smoking crack on the regular, That's aren't you? That's madness. You are. You, are. you know what? I think you're going to look back on this and I think you're going to look back on this and think like, what was I thinking? No, no, no. no, 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 no Four. Why are you guys attacking me for my own opinion? I don't do that. Oh my God. I attack everyone for their opinion. That's I'll, be tired, I'll be tired to my opinion and this is a, Mate, a four. for me, yeah? A four. Don't try and convince me. Well, Ollie, please restore my faith in humanity. 
Mr. Mr. No Potato Boy. <laughs> so for me, um, I have to say I've, I've, I've agreed with Manny a lot this week. And uh, for me, it's a, it's a, it's a strong three. Almost a four. Almost a four. I don't even know how we've been friends for so long. You, Oli, Oli, Oli would have said it's a four. But Can I just two, ask, yeah. what justifies a strong three or a four? It's a five. Do you know what, Afia? Listen to it again. Just listen to it again. And just take, take a step a back. And just like try and just try and feel the vibes. There's vibes in there. There's vibes. What are the vibes? Oh, there were just—he so, was just so not talented lyrically. The do you know what it is? Yeah, the rest of each tune was great, but his raps was just so terrible. So basic. I disagree. But I mean, Future has basic raps. Yeah. yeah, but Future's different. No, Uzi Vert has basic raps. Uh, yeah, at least Future, future can produce future his own like, music. Future be like. I just fucked your girl. It's some good shit. Are you dumb? Like that's that's different levels to what Jack's saying, bro. Dude, uh, that's anyway. basic. That's 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 set that's eight. Not that's basic, set bro. eight that's rap, not basic. That's not that's basic. Set that's set eight that, rap. That set the whole wave of people buying fucking Gucci flip flops just to fuck people's people's bitches in it. That's what they did. Did he have no, a lot of smoke on it on there? Rain, rain, no. in, rain, in, rain. Well, anyway, anyway, okay, all right. Anyway, yes. Yeah, what's your score? I'm gonna score? give it a flat one, and if I could give it a zero point <laughs> five, I would. But it will be a flat one from me. I'm sorry, Jack. Okay. But you okay. are just not giving me anything to buck to. I'm sorry. Okay. My view is this year. Let me do the maths right now. <laughs> You need life experience, no. Jack. No, in all honesty, yeah, all right. This is to me, this is a it's a it's a three. Right? However, I'm gonna give it a two. Don't just give it sure, why. Just to make sure that it gets a Don't, three. Uh, it deserves to be a three for all. Just give it the three. Give it a three. Don't be tactical with it. I wanted to give it no, I think you should be tactical with it because think okay. about this. This is oh the, you, we have to average this God. out. And right. I, right. like this, this particular project is just no. Okay, fair wow. enough. If Matt's giving it a three, you know what, I'm, right. giving I'm, it a four. I'm giving it a four. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 what? If I'm giving it a three, you're giving it a four. You're giving it a two. If you're giving it a two, I'm giving it a four. And if you're going to average then, out the votes, it'll bring it up. If you're giving it a four, then, I'm going to give it a one then. And then I'm, I'm going to give it a five. <laughs> <laughs> Look do you know what? Yeah, okay, you two okay. do that, and it's okay. just gonna make you two look it's silly, fine. and that's it's it. Fine. It's, so. exactly. it's, fine. it's fine. Uh, I believe it to be a three. I believe it to be a three. I believe okay, it to be a three. three then. Three. And do you know what? Whilst you was bickering, I did the maths. That makes it a two point seven five. Okay, they force so a three, and that's the end of it. See there. Right. There you go. You're it's crazy then. It should be a two. This is never a four. And you I know mean, what? I don't think it's, it's, it's not my opinion. It's my my opinion is my opinion. Look, at your the end of the day, I feel like Preacher I feel, I feel like it was a strong. It was a good fall for me. Good debut. Good beats. The guy has potential. He's taken over the music. He's, Wait, I don't get what the All right, let me ask you though. Do you think he's better than like? I know this is a random pick, but less but British as well. But Pasalu, would uh, you say he was better? It's two different, it's two different vibes. But Pastor Lou no, got a no, four. No, no. Yeah. Pastor Lou got a four. I thought he got a three. Pastor Lou got a four. 
I gave him a three. Do you see what I'm saying? So I think for consistency, Jack Harlow just cannot get a four or a three. No, no, it's definitely levels with Pastor Lee. It was just different vibes. No way! Yes way. That is a crazy statement. I can't. I I feel personally insulted. (laughs) No, I feel like I have to defend my guy's honour. Like, no, I'm sorry, Pat. That is not true. You can't can't compare the two. This is like a happy rap. Ability. Of course you can. Anyway, look here. That's being rated now, so let's move on. Um, let's do, Mister. I just wanna kill myself. I just wanna slit my wrist. Oh, is this um? Mm-mm. I just want to mm-hmm. kill myself. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. What's this? What's the what's the title of it? Man on the Moon Three. What? Kid Cudi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, Man on the Moon Three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah, chosen. So he, that's like an eagerly, anxiously, highly anticipated album that is. Uh, you guys um, go first, and then this one. Mm. I'll let I'll let Oli go first. I know this is this is Kanye West guy, so mm. must be a deep mm. five for Oli. So I am a Cuddy fan. Um, shock, shock, horror. Matt knows this. Matt cusses me for it, but Kid Cuddy makes like really good music that you can just vibe to, and his humming is just soothing for oneself. Like you're mad, just get Kid Cuddy to hum. It just hits the spot. Um. That being said, I was kind of disappointed in this album. And that annoyed me. I didn't, I didn't expect that. So it was consistently okay. There wasn't a single track where I was like, now that's a cuddy banger. There wasn't, a, there wasn't a track like Heart of the Line on here. There wasn't even a track like Day and Night. It was just, oh, that's all right. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, uh, I might not skip it when it comes on next time in my shuffle. If I'm playing all my music in one shuffle, like it was okay. I don't want to say anything bad. I don't think there's anything bad about it. It just it just didn't hit that spot that I expect from Kid Cudi. What was your favorite track? I think Lord I Know. In fact, Lord I Know, he kind of spazzed on it. I like that track. But well, that wasn't really a typical Kid Cudi song, which was kind of weird. But yeah, Lord I Know. I really like that track. I, yeah, I'll go I think you're just happy for the album to be finished, because that's, that's the last track of the album. To be fair, I wasn't really... Oh, uh, I don't really know. No, no, no. The album was okay. It was a bit too long. It was, like You know, Cudi always has those showstopper tracks that just yeah. like draw you into the album. Like There's always like a transitional moment in the album where it just like goes to fire. And it's just it's just bangers on the album. That wasn't there. It was just it was a it was a consistently C level or C minus project. You when you said C level, I thought you actually mean like the C. Oh, <laughs> uh, is that funny? Because how the meme manipulates the C. Uh, I see what you done there. I see what you done there. No, you see what I done there with the CC. Anyway, that's enough. Yeah. Um, cool. It was, um, I'll, it was I'll, decent. I'll jump in then. I thought, like, when I was listening to this, I was like, 
in the mellow vibe. I had I even like closed my eyes at one point and I think I started hallucinating like if you see Manny was off the mushrooms, bro. What the fuck? Uh, I kind of felt like I was. I'm well, some psychedelic trance and shit. Yeah, that, it did put me in a bit of a trance. It was mad, but like I think I, I, I didn't. I didn't think. I think there was a lot of fanfare around this album release, but I'm not saying it was bad or anything. But I don't think it matched up to the huge fanfare that was created. Like. When it was announced, everyone was like, "Oh, like, this sounded like it was going to be project of the year, album of the year." But listening to it, uh, there's been a lot. There's been stronger albums that have been released, to to be honest. Um, but uh, then again, I'm not saying it's a bad album. Uh, I felt it was really good to hear Pop Smoke on a track with Skepta. Alongside uh, Kid Cudi, which kind of shows me Kid Cudi's a man of the world, but again, I don't think his music reflected that either. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bit like a bit confused about it all. But again, he's been out for a long time. I feel like he'll come back with another album sooner rather than later, which should probably be stronger than this effort. Yeah, and my standout track naturally was the Skepta and um, Pop Smoke song uh, "Show Out." Cool, cool, cool. I feel you want to go next, or should I go next? Um, I'll go. I didn't like <laughs> it. I mean, oh my days! Do you like? No, music? no. Ho- listen, <laughs> let, <laughs> let let me I'm, speak. I'm, I'm, I think you don't. Right, okay, go on. Let go me on. speak. Hold on. There were two songs on there that I did actually enjoy, and I might listen to again but overall it's not that I it just I felt the way um Ollie felt about it there was nothing it was all a bit meh there was nothing on there that really stood out (sighs) so overall it it was like do you remember when we listened to that St John album and we came up with the conclusion that we'd all listen to it in the background you know what I mean yeah. Like stuff. I felt the same way about this project. I felt like it's something I would put on in the background, but it but it still wasn't as good as that project by St. John. Do you get what I mean? So overall I just felt like it was mediocre. There were a couple of tunes I enjoyed. Would I listen to it again? Probably not. It was super depressing. Um but yeah, so my standout tunes were let me see. I mean, Mr. Solo Dolo, Sad People, my gosh. It was Heaven on Earth and uh, Show Out. I enjoyed those. Show Out was quite a bop. I'd listen to that again. Mm. I'd give it a two for the whole thing. All right, cool. We're jumping now. Wait, wait, a two? Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. Yeah. All right, anyway. Um, okay, so Kid Cudi, right, so to put this into context, I don't think Kid, I understand why Kid Cudi ranks so highly in people's lists as an influencer. I feel like he's influenced so many artists and even on this project here, he's got um, Chippy Red on there. He's... And I feel like Chippy's one of his kids. Um, What's his name now? The guy who's with Kylie... Is it Kylie Jenner? Travis Scott. Yeah, Travis Scott. 
Yeah, he's influenced Travis as well. And Travis obviously is in that same sort of good good music bubble with him as well, like around Kanye West. If, in fact, if you look at Kanye West's albums, you can see which ones have been heavily influenced by um, Kid Cudi and which ones have been heavily influenced by Travis Scott as well. Kanye is someone that um, he absorbs the people around him and kind of projects their creativity. And some people might see that at me, at me having to go at him again, but I'm not because there's a lot of producers yeah, that I like. Yeah, anyway. weekly Kanye West shot. It wasn't a shot though. It's a fact. Yeah. Do you think that Kid Cudi has had an influence on this emo um, rap scene? Yeah, he definitely has. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking saying. about um, Juice World, for example. Juice World absolutely is a Kid Cudi, or was a Kid Cudi um, kid. <laughs> but my point is, yeah, <laughs> a kid cubby. Anyway, um, I'm saying so. But for me, I've never really been one of those people that's like bangs out his albums. Like, there's some people that had his albums on repeat, and I've, I've never liked that. Like, I liked Day and Night back in the day, but I really liked the remix version more than the original. Mm. And and yeah, the remix, the, the remix completely took away the whole meaning of the song. Because if you're like basically an insomniac that's depressed or whatever, you're not fucking dancing around. So dance track, are you? You know what I mean? Well, anyway, um, this album here, I really, actually really enjoyed it. I was quite surprised that I'm seemingly the only one that did because I thought Ollie would have. But yeah, I quite enjoyed it. I, I think that when Ollie said there's normally a standout track that really absorbs you, I disagree with that. I don't think there's there are. I don't know, I feel like Kid Cudi's albums, they're, they're albums that you, you live through, if that makes sense. You don't necessarily have a single that you just kind of play on repeat mm. because it's a final. It's just a case of that that particular album just flows well. well and what what are you living through it? By, by living through it, I mean, not all, that's part of it. No, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't see anything wrong with that. I'm saying is that a lot of people that connected with Kid Cudi have got to do with him because they've probably gone through depression as well. Yeah, no. What I'm saying is, other than that feeling, what else are you living through it? But my point I'm making here is that when I say live through, I I mean that you just have it on. I say if you want to say like background music, then maybe that's the way of putting it. But I mean that it's like it's not a case that you just have a song, a certain song you just want to bang out. But that, that being said, though. I did quite like Show Out with Pop Smoke and Skepta, but I don't know if it really should have been on the album because I don't know if that's Kid Cudi. So when like when yeah. Manny said the man of the world, right, I'm like, yeah, maybe he is, but that's never really been projected in his own music because before Kid Cudi's music was just Kid Cudi's music. It, it was wasn't not about expression, it was art. Yeah, it wasn't about making sure that he's ticking boxes for having like a bit of drill in there or having an artist from the UK in there. We just Maybe he him. just felt like doing this. Maybe he did. And if that's the case, that's fine. But I feel like nowadays, you are getting a lot of box ticking in people's albums. So, yeah. That's what, I'd that's be interested to see mind. how he felt about the placement of his tracks and things like that. Like, emotionally, what place he was in when he put them in there. Maybe yeah. that was a moment in time where he was feeling very upbeat. Maybe yeah, that maybe, reflected how he maybe, felt at that time. Maybe. And, and, Do you know what and, I mean? And with him, he does have those sounds. He's not, he's not someone that's always in the in the doldrums he's someone that he has his happy times he has his down times and if anything nowadays he's probably um he's seemingly the happiest he's been in 
since he's been a recording artist. So, you know what I mean? It's it's, it's a it's a it's a good thing to see. And maybe the fact that people don't like his music so much because he's not so depressed anymore. And, I think the, a... the issue isn't really the 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 sort of topic even. It's more the sameness of each song when you're talking about the topic. Well, I feel like it's always been like that. Though. I feel like his his albums have always just kind of been like it's almost been like a hip hop version of a neo soul album whereby the tracks kind of just merge into one another and there's a similar sort of sound to all of them. Mm. Although the, the lyrics and the the the, the, the story essentially being told in each song will be different. But one thing I have to say is, and you know, for me, I always talk about new stories and um, I personally, the one positive I took away from this is how refreshing it was. Because yes, you, we do have emo uh, rap and everything, but his style was very unique and I very much enjoyed his style throughout this particular project. I really, really mm. did. Because mm, it was different, it was something new and refreshing. So I might not uh, have liked it, but I appreciated that. Do you know what I, I mean? I feel like the difference between this album here and, my, and his and his previous Man on the Moon projects reminds me a lot of um, The Weeknd. And I, I didn't like The Weeknd's earlier efforts because he was just so depressed. Like in House of Balloons, it's like, I just thought to myself, all right, this is the album. And I end up doing something I shouldn't do because it's just so depressing. <laughs> and, and then I just felt, I don't want to hear that shit. Mm. And that is kind of how I thought of Kid Cudi's older stuff. That like it was so downbeat at times. I just didn't want to listen to it. But then this one is just a lot more. It's a, it's a happier album, and I and I enjoyed it. So yeah, and same from the weekend. Like I like his, his new music a lot, a lot more than his old music because his newer stuff is just a lot more upbeat, more vibrant, and more enjoyable. Can I just so, say one yeah. thing? I was just scrolling over here and this is a, just a random side note, but there is a um, a video on YouTube here from Power 106 Los Angeles and the title is Jack Harlow Says White People Hate on Him the Most. He says that on one of his tracks. No, he says on one of his tracks. He goes into that and how it, how it affects it. That's oh, really? Saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You missed out on all of the stuff. Is that the Baxter yeah, Avenue one? Uh, no, it's not Baxter Avenue. There's more than one track where he's like got a bit of depth. Mentions it. He's, he's proper deep. I feel. <laughs> he's yeah, <laughs> deep like a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> if the puddle was the ocean, what 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 you what you what you missed in Afia, which I know that Ollie already realised because of the fact that the songs are so deep. Is that like, guys? We're not going. We're not going back into Jack. <laughs> when you play the, <laughs> so the song backwards, mate. You get the whole meaning of of, of the Bible in in multi-syllabic rhyme with huge complex rhyme schemes. Something nice that could be more hard. Anyway, who hasn't gone yet? With who, I haven't given my rating. So let me give my rating. I think this is a this is either a three or a four. Um, uh, I'm gonna say it's a four, three. It's a three. It's a three. It's a three. And my standout song is "Show Up." Got to love Poppy and Skepta. Yeah, it's a three from me and my standout song is Lord I Know. I don't understand why you say that you think an album's bad and then you give it a three. I don't understand I said, that. I said it's a three. C minus. I said it's a C minus, bruv. That's good. I said it's consistently okay, consistently good. Okay. They don't say that. Three, three from me as well. Okay. Afia? I'm giving it a three too because even though I did find the tracks very samey, um, I appreciated his original style 
So yeah, I'll give it a three. And my standout tune yeah, was also show out. I like that one. That was a bop. That is a big oh. tune. Cool. Who's next? Did you give your your standout songs? Yeah, I did. Shout out as well. Do I, is okay. the shout out the one with Pops Make and Skepta? Yeah, it is, yeah. Cool. cool. Um, is that it then for, for this week? I believe so, yeah. Just to quickly, though, quickly, we have to point out the fact that Lil Wayne is going to prison for 10 years unless, unless his boy gives him a pardon. <laughs> Who's his boy? Tropicana. Santa <laughs> <laughs> Orange. Sunny Delight, bro. Sunny Delight. You know the one that you know, you know the original Sunny D with all the chemicals and stuff. You know what? Yeah. You remember back in the day there used to be those ads and it was just like you've been tangoed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trump looks like he's tangoed every day of the bloody week. Classy mental. Classy mental. But yeah. Um. The yeah, visual so he's of him. Also, he sold all of his masters, didn't he? Universal, yes, 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 he sold them for 100 million dollars. He got for them, so oh, that means that they have control of all of them, and they also can put them or move them from any streaming service as they see fit. Do you think so, um, they were worth more than 100 million? That's my first question. I feel like Lil Wayne is a legendary rapper, and I feel like for the, till the end of time, people will go back and reference his music. I think that um, there's a lot of money to be made from placements in movies, from royalties, all the rest of it, and also from like you know sampling. I'm sure people will sample his songs in the future, and they really do it now. To be fair, so a hundred million, it probably take a long time to get to that amount, but I could see it happening. Um, so he's got a lot of kids. So I don't know what if he if he takes his hundred million and, and invests it in some crazy shit. You could flip that to a lot more than what it is right now. But knowing Lil Wayne, that might be going straight to Birdman. <laughs> right, we'll see. We'll see. It's a lot. Um, yeah, I, I for one think 100 mil is a decent price for Lil Wayne. Considering, mm. like, Bob Dylan, who I think had 70 years plus worth of music. So his catalogue for 300 million. Um, I think Taylor Swift's catalogue was sold for 300 million too. Um, but she didn't see a penny of it, so... Yeah, screw it, one took that money. <laughs> so That's true. Um, and, yeah, I think right now it feels like there's um, a movement towards record labels buying up uh, masters. Um, mm. and catalogues from Dream artists Wars. yeah so and I think the reason behind that is as Matt's mentioned because in the future there will be profit to be made um, from uh, catalogues so yeah. but isn't that profit that the artists themselves could maybe take advantage of they Possibly. could but I feel like it would be a bit more difficult for them to do it because obviously Universal will have taken they take Bob Dylan's as well. Yeah, they. I think they. Yeah, they bought Bob Dylan's for three hundred. And then they've got Lil Wings, and they'll take a bunch of other people's as well. So they'll be in a very strong position to to, to negotiate. Like let's say Lil Wayne decided he didn't want his stuff on Spotify, but he didn't want his stuff on Apple Music. So if he says no to Spotify, no to Apple Music, then where's it going? 
you know, I mean, he doesn't really got uh, so much of a negotiation, negotiating standpoint. Exactly. Um, but um, Universal could say, okay, well, we're going to pull all of our stuff off. Then that's going to be a, a big drama. So, yeah, it, maybe it's the right decision. As long as he doesn't like, use all the money on lean, yeah. then it'll be all good. So it's a big demand to have in the bank at one time there. I wonder what, if Drake sold his masters, would he, I think, do you think he'd get more than away? He would. I reckon he would get more. Jake would get more. But then does he even own his masters? I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. But if he came in the game with his own record, they will. Basically, why not? He's been on his, he's been releasing from OVO for a little while, hasn't he? Like, last two albums, I think? Maybe one? I don't know. Jake's definitely eating well, but I don't think he owns his masters. I think that his record label just gives him a very good deal. But they probably keep his, his shit. Mm. Um, J. Cole went six times platinum with Middle Child and Tiffany Wonder will he, will he make more music like this going forward I, I don't think the commercial success will drive him to keep making a certain type of music a certain type of song but Middle Child was a fucking banger I love that song even today I still bang it out and um, I think that's his most commercially successful track ever but I know he's normally about the album quality, not about the singles. Jesse Nelson has quit Little Mix. I don't even know who that is, but I'll tell Little Mix. It's Offset's birthday today, so we're recording on the 14th and 12th, and it's his birthday. And Cardi B was up on the gram showing what she's going to be doing to him later. So hold tight, huh? Or was it yesterday? I don't know, but yeah, anyway, hold tight that. Ratman signed a deal with Netflix. That's really good. This guy's doing really well, and I want to see him like become like a sort of media mogul, like um, Tyler Perry at some point. Yeah, I can see that. Happening. I can see happening too. He seems to be like the golden child of black UK films, I guess. Yeah. I it. And um, I see no reason why that won't flourish because there's so many black actors from the UK. Doing well in America, actors from the UK full stop regardless of race to do well in America. So it'd be great to see him, like you know, get those talented individuals together and create some great content. I hope it's not all going to be guns, drugs, and violence. I hope there'll be some more um, progressive storylines in there as well. Um, see this girl, FKA Twigs. How do you pronounce her name? I would have pronounced it the same way you just have. Is it formally known as Twigs? Is it fucker Twigs? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, she apparently Sheila Booth was beating her up. Nice, Bit of yeah. abuse there going on, so... I'm not going to lie, Sheila Booth does look like he smells a bit. He's mentally unstable. <laughs> he, he is, he is. He has been for a little while. He and has not a, great. a problem with alcoholism. That's the problem. He's got some um, uh, substance abuse problems. Yes, is, is it? Is it, um, it might just be the old, the age-old issue of being a child star. Yeah. I think he's talking like about that. Yeah. I used to like him like on, um, like, ten years old or something. Yeah, even Stevens was his TV show, and then he removed, he released that movie off like one of my favorite childhood books, Holes. Holes. Yeah. Where he's, like, I know. Holes, yeah. 
So like then just like it's just gone off the rails basically. And he, he kind of went back onto the rails again. And then he released a movie or two, great acting. Then he's gone and gone again off the rails. So it's like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Um, can we also just say it's not FK Twigs alone? Um, Sia, is it Sia or Shia? The um, one who has the fringe, the blonde lady. She's got the fringe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sia. Sia, the one thank you. To live off the chandelier. That's it. <laughs> so basically, she is also coming forward to say that Shia the Booth has, um, I don't know, yeah, yeah, and Shia went together. Yeah, manipulated her. Yeah, so Shia and Shia, yeah, they're also beefing. That's bad. I found her story quite interesting. She said that he forced her into an adulterous relationship. I think it depends. Is was it? Does she mean that he was psychologically and emotionally abusive, or how? I mean, how? You know. I don't know. She just said. I think the headline was, "I was forced into an adulterous relationship." And maybe they didn't say that he was in a relationship, or maybe she was in a relationship. I don't know. Or last saw was that it was physical and mental abuse. So it's not good. I hate to hear those sort of things, and it no one deserves to live through that sort of stuff. The bit I am confused about is that he's say that she's suing him oh. rather than it being a criminal case. But I'm not a lawyer. I don't know how that works. Can I read I out the statement from Sia on the situation with her and Shia LaBeouf, please? I think it's okay. interesting. Go ahead. She said, "I too have been hurt emotionally by Shia." A pathological liar who conned me into an adulterous relationship claiming to be single. I believe he's very sick and have compassion for him and his victims. Just know, if you love yourself, stay safe, stay away. So yeah, that's it. I think that's a very interesting statement. I think that he's he's probably... He's probably done in Hollywood now, I think. He probably will make some more movies, but there'll be low-budget affairs. I can't see any major studio backing him to do any major roles in any films because, you know, people will just boycott the films. It's that simple. He's, he's clearly, like, a, a, has his issues that he needs to resolve. I disagree. I think people are fascinated watching him fail. A few years back, over the last 10 years, in fact he has been on this really self-destructive journey and he continues to be welcomed into um, artistic spaces. Because he's a very good actor. He's very, very good. But it gets to a point where... Not just, what not just as an actor. I mean, as, as an artist, he's um, he's done some art installations and things here oh, in the UK. Awesome. Things like that. And people are still celebrating him despite whatever is going on, you know, the rumours, etc. I don't know if... I, I never forget, yeah, Brad Pitt was talking about him in an interview because they did a movie together called Fury. Mm. And it's about a World War Two movie about a tank battalion or something like that. And um, he said that in order to get into character and be, like, you know, be properly right for the role, he didn't wash the whole time he was on set. Because mm. he thought I'd be making him a bit of a more realistic representation of a soldier during World War Two, 
So yeah, he was just there stinking out the place the whole time. And that, I thought to myself, that is um, nasty. Very, very nasty. But yeah, um, that's enough of that. <laughs> I feel disgusted even thinking about that. Jeez. Yeah. Cool. Was there anyway. any other news? Um, I think that's it for me. Have you guys got anything? No, nothing for me. All right. Well, Manny, you want to do the socials? Of course. Please, guys, follow us <laughs> on, uh, on Instagram, Eosource underscore. Follow us on Twitter, Eosource underscore. We've had like some good conversations with a few of you out there uh, this week. Um, shout out to you all. Uh, you know who you are. So love to continue conversation online. Matt, Ali. Ali. Yeah, so if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at OCClark underscore 10. And Matt. Get all the retweets that Ali does. <laughs> they are so, so worth a read. Epic, epic retweets. <laughs> Afia, what are you saying? So you can find me at eosource.afia. Um, if you have any dick pics that you want to send, you can find me at Mr. Underscore Matty Lee. <laughs> See, I was, I was, I was, I was going to leave the whole dick pic comment aside, you know, I thought we, thought we moved past this now. But you see what I'm saying? She just has dick pics on her mind all the time. That's what she wants from her fans. So, Loki, um, Matty and I had a conversation behind closed doors and he asked me to farm these dick pics. He said, Go out there, Afia, and just ask them. I really want them. The lies. The I lies, can't see it myself, lies, so please let everyone know. So, honestly, guys, let's not do that. <laughs> if, you feel, if you feel compelled to share your penis with, with someone, share it with Afia. <laughs> Whose human I'll... resources around here? He's encouraging them. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not in that type of thing, though. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. If you want to follow me, you know what my Instagram account is. You know what my Twitter account is. I'm not sharing it with you again. Filthy bastards. That's the end of the show. Good night. Ciao. Adios. Arrivederci. Bon voyage. Asos. Asos.